Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime radio sports personality. Today's show is going to be very special. Why is that, Bruce? Well, we got uh, a little talk about the business of minor league baseball with a local guy who is a good friend of ours, Mike Shapiro, has worked in the major leagues with the Giants, the Braves, and the Washington Nationals, but he now is running his own enterprise here in the single-A, I guess you could, not single-A, independent minor league ball. Yeah, what would they consider that? Like you know, single-A, double-A? It's kind of in between single-A and double-A, I'd say, because a lot of players are journeymen. They're in their 20s. This is their last shot. Maybe they're just doing it for fun. Um, the quality of baseball, though, is about, I, Mike will tell you, I think it's between single and double-A. Okay. Yeah. And, and some once in a while, some guys will get called up. Yeah, once in a while, they get a shot. You know, there are, there are guys that uh, do this for a living that just play minor league ball and, and do it seasonally. They mm-hmm. don't make a lot of money, but it's a, it's a labor of love. Absolutely. Okay. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and we're going to be giving away vacation to the first email with the correct answer. These uh, vacations are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina. Those vacations are free. They're only request a $100 cleaning fee to cover the housekeeping expenses. Check them out at lighthouseresortandmarina.com. And don't forget uh, paintball. Uh, if you go to Sports Econ 101, the, our website, and you click right on the paintball icon, you can get 85% off. Oh, my off. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's very incredible. And uh, even though we broadcast here from uh, California, these uh, paintball venues are all around the country. Did not know that. Yeah. So well, check learn it something out. new every day. <laughs> okay. So well, go to Sports Econ 101 and click on the paintball uh, uh, icon. And this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 8%. In today's market, that's fantastic. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, and we will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. The Camellia Inn in Healdsburg is a blend of vintage charm and modern luxury amenities. The Camellia Inn is a peaceful place for your next visit to California's wine country. Set in the quiet charm of Healdsburg, our bed and breakfast features rooms that are beautifully appointed to make your stay comfortable and welcoming. Enjoy the villa-style swimming pool after hiking or wine tasting, and then enjoy the spa at the Camellia Inn that was created to enhance your memorable experience of luxurious relaxation and retreat to high-quality mattresses, and luxurious linens for a good night's sleep, and when you awake, a sumptuous in-prepared breakfast awaits you. Call the Camellia Inn at 707-433-8182 or visit CamelliaInn.com. That's C-A-M-E-L-L-I-A-N.com. Again, 707-433-8182. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who do we have on the phone? Oh, we got our old friend Mike Shapiro, who is the owner and president of the San Rafael Pacific's Independent League baseball team that plays just down the road from us, just a couple of blocks, actually, from where we're recording this show. Uh, for those of you that are not in California, uh, San Rafael is located about nine miles north of San Francisco across the Golden Gate Bridge, and Mike has had extensive experience in the major leagues working in the front offices of the Giants, the Braves, and Washington, and, and Edward would li- and I would like to talk to you a little bit about the business of running minor league baseball today, Mike. First off, and, and and talk about the challenges of trying to. This is your fifth year trying to get this enterprise going in a very wealthy community, where unfortunately people spend their dollars on a lot of other things as well. Well, that's absolutely right, Bruce, and I I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, the the normal paradigm for particularly for independent minor league baseball 
is to have your uh, your market in in remote places where there isn't a lot of competition for either the leisure time hmm. dollar or your time in general and 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 and, and teams have been successful in, in more rural and remote areas we went against the paradigm by trying to put, try to uh, put a minor league team in a very affluent um, a suburban area uh, close to a very uh, a dynamic city with lots of things to do. Um, two major league baseball teams right here, um, the wine country, the ocean, uh, Tahoe. I mean, we are in, in this sort of vortex of, of activity. Well, I think one of the advantages you have, Mike, is the fact that you can easily walk to the ballpark from a lot of places around there. Well, that is a huge advantage, and, and it is one of the things that we thought about that in, in creating the team in, in the type of market was we were going to make it extremely local. We were going to focus on uh, southern Marin County primarily and try to draw as many fans that um, who aren't necessarily thinking, well, I'm going to go to a Giants game or am I going to go to a Pacifics game, but no, rather am I going to go to the movies tonight or out to dinner tonight or should we take the kids out to a Pacific game? Yeah, and of course you've, you're in a in a league that you guys have sort of you're you're kind of like the sun, and the other teams are sort of the uh, <laughs> the planets, if you will. A team over in Pittsburgh, which is if for those that are not familiar with the Bay Area, is in the Northeast Bay. A team in Vallejo and a team in Sonoma. So um, you know, how is the league doing, Mike? This again is the fifth year. You guys have won the championship, I believe, three of the previous four. Are you guys surviving? Well, we, we, we are. We're, we are in our fifth year. We are the only remaining independent league on the entire West Coast. Um, uh, and, and frankly, you know, we're doing well here in, in San Rafael. We, you know, we, we had a couple buck profit last year. We're hoping to be profitable this year. Sonoma has done well. And, and had, you know, again, they've made a lot of news, as we have, in, in terms of, uh, you know, great promotions and, and, and promoting – um, they have two women playing on the team in, in a partnership with Francis Ford Coppola. Um, they have uh, they had the first openly gay player um, on their team, so they've done like we have a lot of things to try to promote both the team and the league. And you know, Vallejo and Pittsburgh, um, I give those owners a lot of credit. They're sticking with it. They're still in the league, and they're trying to upgrade their. Um, both their ballparks and their whole marketing plans in order to attract more fans. Okay. Uh, do you guys do any kind of revenue sharing, or is pretty much everyone on their own? No, there's yeah, there's no revenue sharing. Um, uh, re- revenue is scarce enough as it is. <laughs> 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 uh, um, you know, and as I said last year, you know, we we were the first team in this league to even show a small profit um, and it took us five years to do it and um, I think the other teams are, are trying to scale in that direction but but it takes time and and I'll tell you this there, there's a, a couple of other critical factors that that go in, again for any of the audiences thinking about independent ball especially you know at the at the lower levels of it, it it's very critical not only to have a nice facility where you know you have lights and you can sell beer and wine and it's in a in a marketplace that, that, that will accept it. But you also have to have um, a, a full-time front office of at least two or three people um, who are working all year round to sell sponsorships, uh, come up with promotional ideas, 
and, and to integrate the team with the community. And that's been one of the most difficult aspects of upgrading, particularly in Vallejo and Pittsburgh, upgrading um, their economic uh, model because they, they, they think that you can run a, a minor league team on a seasonal basis, and you can't. It's a full-time job. Um, Sonoma does it. We do it. Um, and we're hoping that in the future both Vallejo and Pittsburgh and any other teams that, that might join our league, um, we're hoping they'll all take that approach. The difficulty of that approach, of course, is we, we earn our revenue largely in three months, but if you, if you keep on a staff uh, on a year-round basis, um, you're having to do that at times when you're not making a lot of revenue. How big is your staff, Mike? How many people are working for you? So we have a, three, uh, a staff, a full-time staff of three people. Um, I, I serve as president, general manager. Um, I clean the bathrooms. I do a little bit of everything, <laughs> uh, as we all do in this business. Um, I have an assistant general manager, Vinny Longo, who helps sell sponsorship. He does all of our media work, and he's also our play-by-play guy um, for every game on radio. And uh, we have uh, Kim McGinnis, who's our vice president of sales and marketing, and you know a lot of the sponsorship sales, uh, fall on her to do so it's a year-round aspect for the three of us and then we have seasonal staff and and a very a, um, large group of interns uh, we have 10 interns this summer all of whom are getting incredible experience at what it takes to operate a professional team but we have a seasonal stadium operations person a seasonal day of game person and a seasonal concessions manager who who also happens to double as my wife. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Whenever I wanted to get, I remember I was doing play by play for you guys. Whenever I wanted to get something neat, I'd always go over to Jane's place, and she was nice <laughs> enough to always feed us. Well, you know, Edward and I are always fascinated with promotions. I don't know, Edward, uh, if you're, if in the past you've been attracted to go to ball games because they were giving a, away a bobblehead or bat, you know, bat day. I remember bat, bat day. Bat day was a big sure. one. Well, you know, you guys have come up with some very creative promotions. I remember the last few years you had. Uh, the old uh, left-hander Bill Lee came and pitched for you. Uh, Hank Greenwald, the former Giants announcer, is, has come by and uh, is going to be feted, uh, I think, in, in a couple of days. Uh, what, tell us a little bit about uh, the ideas you have to come up with to, to tr- attract people. Well, you have, to, you have to be creative and you have to be outside the box, and at times you have to be somewhat irreverent um, in order to attract uh, people's attention. And as we were talking about earlier, particularly – here in Marin County, a very eclectic, high demographic marketplace, you have to do the kinds of things that it takes to, uh, like I'd like to tell people, to rise above the rubble, to, to attract their attention, to get them to come out to a ball game, And at the same time, to try to do some things that, you know, because you're an independent baseball, you can do things that, that affiliated ball can't do. For example, the automated umpire that we've done yeah. a couple of, um, with... Um, um, Eric Burns. With yeah. Eric Burns, yeah. and we, we had our players uh, uh, dress in uh, their own style dresses to support breast cancer awareness. Um, we, uh, as you m- mentioned, uh, Bruce, that we're going to uh, honor Hank Greenwald uh, on Friday night and hope folks will come out and, and, and meet Hank. And um, we, we do a lot of celebrity appearances. We've had um, the Soup Nazi. From some folks come out. That's right. I remember that one. That was yeah. fun. And we bring out a lot of ball players, like Dusty Baker, Orlando Cepeda, folks that I've, Bruce and I have known yeah. over the years from our days with the Giants. Um, this year we've got Dave Dravecki coming out, oh, and, and Rich Aurelia is going to come out. Huh. So we're, we try to find a, a mixture of 
fun, irreverent, kind of goofy things to do, as well as introducing our fans to some of the some of the great names from the past that that you know helps us kind of honor the game of baseball. Mike, stay with us because uh, when we get back, we want to get into some of those fun promotions that a lot of people don't know that you do that are really funny. Okay, here's our, our first commercial break uh, trivia question here. Only three U.S. cities have hosted the Summer Olympics. Which three cities? All right. The first email with the correct answer is going to win a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question. Only three U.S. cities have hosted the Summer Olympics. What three cities? All right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure. 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here is our first trivia question. Only three U.S. cities have hosted the Summer Olympics. Which three cities? Well, I'm going to say, and I see what Mike uh, has to say about this. I know L.A. has hosted it twice, once yes. in 1932 and yes. once in 1984. Very good. But I'm not sure about, uh, I, I can't okay, remember. Well, okay, what was 1996. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, of course. Okay. Of course. Now, the other one, you have to go back to 1904. 1904. Wow. I, yeah, Mike, you have any idea? No, no. I um, I was stuck on Atlanta because I was in Atlanta That's working right. for the Braves. I've completely so, oh, yeah. forgotten about that. That's a, and, that so, and, and I am old, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when he said you were associated at one point with the Washington Nationals, I said, yeah, but that was like the 1800s. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, uh, 1904. Right, 1904. Uh, for, uh, I'm sorry, uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Ah, yes. Yeah. How could we forget St. Louis? Is that when they did the arch? Yeah, oh, the arch has been up since, what, the mid-60s, I think. Maybe the original. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, only okay. the mid-60s. Yeah, only the mid-60s. What was, the, what was the, the World's Fair? Well, there was, was I believe there was a, a some kind of an exposition there. There was one in Chicago. I mean, there have been a lot of them over the years. Gotcha. But Mike Shapiro is joining us, and, and Mike uh, alluded to the fact that he worked with the Braves, worked with the Nationals in their front offices, was the chief counsel for the San Francisco Giants <laughs> back in the 1980s when Bob Lurie was the team owner, but we want to talk a little bit more about uh, Edward was was uh, alluding to the promotional uh, ideas that you guys have to come up with to be creative, to, to draw the crowd in, to get some media coverage, and I guess that's always been sort of the case with minor league ball, and it used to be the case uh, with Major League Ball too, I mean they came up with all sorts. Look at the look at the uh, idea of the the midget with Eddie Goodell when uh, Bill Veck brought him in for the St. Louis Browns. So I guess you guys you haven't come up with that one yet, have you? <laughs> well, I would love to. Um, it's already been done, but you know you have to look at the history of things. And you know Bill Veck, who, who I consider you know the the godfather of of all of this promotional stuff. Um, that was a different era of the game, and and it was it, it, the whole approach toward marketing was vastly different uh, then and it was before the big national television contracts and and you know the other big change and bruce you'll remember when we did giants vision with giants you know when i when i first started with the giants in in the uh, early 80s um we we didn't televise home games and, and the approach then was that um you didn't want to depress attendance uh by putting it on tv but you know, we made the argument with Giants Vision, and then things changed, of course, with, with the outbreak of all, all the cable channels, um, that actually it helps attendance if you televise your games because it's like a three-hour infomercial. You're, you're showing off your players. You're showing off your facility. People are having fun, all of that. And then things changed in the marketing of baseball teams. And, yes, now they still do a bobblehead here and there. Um, there are still teams that are struggling for attendance, and, have to figure out how to get more people in the seats, but by and large, baseball attendance has, has has risen pretty steadily, and the amount of money from television and other sources has risen. And so, um, they they struggle a lot less with having to come up with crazy creative marketing schemes than do the minor leagues, who are on a more local basis um, trying to um, fight to move the dial to get people's interest in, in each individual market. Well, with the Giants uh, having uh, a you know, good team since 2010, 
you know, they don't hurt attendance at all by televising games because, what, are they sold out pretty much every game now? Sold out every game since the middle of 2010, yeah. Yeah. But that's a... Yeah, I, and in, yeah. in part, that's because the facility is great. Yeah, yeah that's true. people's attention with some World Series and doing all of that. And, and I think the whole idea behind marketing a professional sports team um, has to do with a, a recognition of the... Uh, the variations and, and the characteristics of each individual market, mm. as well as value uh, of the facility you're in. And, and, and you start doing an analysis of, you know, what it takes to market your team. Um, those are the things you start thinking about. Who's in my market? Who's interested in my games? Who's not interested in my games? How do I reach out to them? And what can I do to make my facility more welcoming, more fun, more intimate, all of those kinds of factors go into figuring out what your marketing plan has to be. And, of course, you have to sell your players, and the players are – we haven't even talked about the young men who come, and a lot of them, I was talking to Edward about this, most of them aren't going to get a shot at the major leagues. Maybe a couple of them made it as far as AAA, but they're they're young guys, generally late teenagers to mid-20s. Where where do you get these players from? And and tell us – maybe you can, you know, give us a story of one guy who has been with your team for a while. Well, uh, to, to answer your first question, Bruce, that where do they come from? Well, th- there's a lot of different sources. Now, primarily in the lower levels of independent baseball, um, we have probably, I would say, three-quarters of our players have been drafted and released at one point from, uh, from affiliated teams. So they went through the draft either as collegiate players or high school players, got signed to play in major league organizations, and lasted, you know, on average one or two or three years and then got released and still feel like they have it in them. Uh, all they need is a place to play and show off their skills and that they can get attract that attention again. The other quarter of the players we get are undrafted players for whatever reason. They got overlooked um, uh, from their collegiate programs and um, are, are still struggling to get somebody to come look at them, and we provide that, that opportunity for them. So, you know, it... it in a lot of ways, not only does it um, serve a, a real uh, purpose for the game of baseball to give these guys still one last chance to show show off what they've got, but on the other hand, it does a lot of really good things um, for the major league teams that may have overlooked them and you know witnessed that. We, we've had a player last year draft uh, be signed by the Padres. This year we had a player who's doing quite well in the White Sox organization. Um, so we... We are beginning to, to show that the level of competition in our league is so good that these players are capable of playing at the affiliated level. How, how many times do you invite a player and get turned down? Oh, that's a great question, Edward. I, I mean, I think it, it, it happens um, uh, more frequently than I'd prefer. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to say it. Um, I, I think we, um, when we sit down to start um, initially planning the roster, and then, of course, you have to make adjustments throughout the year because a guy doesn't perform as well as you thought he would or there's an injury or they do get called up to either a higher level of independent ball or to affiliated baseball. You have to make adjustments, and we're constantly looking for players. And, you know, it just depends a lot on the time of year um, because, you know, right in, in April and May, there's a lot of releases from the affiliated level, and those guys are scrambling around looking for places to play, so you get a lower level of guys saying, nah, I'm not interested in coming, but as the season goes on and people are looking to fill their rosters at higher levels, 
um, the competition's a lot greater to get quality players. And, and so, therefore, in, in July and in August, it, it's tougher to get players. Well, plus they have to keep their skill yeah. levels up. So they got to play somewhere. Play winter ball? I guess yeah. some of these guys go to other, other areas and they have winter leagues, don't they? Well, well, if you're if you're talking about uh, during the off season, yes, there are winter leagues. There's a California winter league. There's a Florida winter league. There's a Puerto Rican winter league. Um, there's a, there's still a play going on throughout the Caribbean. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to be playing during the off season, um, and that's why there, there's less competition to get players uh, at the beginning of a season when there's a lot more inventory of available players, but. As the season goes on, that inventory starts to shrink because everybody's signing. If there's a good player out there, somebody's going to sign them. Yeah. Um, and that's why it gets harder and harder to sign good players uh, You know, once once you're in the middle or toward the end of the season. Well, you've had one guy, I believe, who's been with you all five years. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, an outfielder by the name of Mikel Hova, who is, I believe, uh, is he from South America or the or the Caribbean? Well, he actually, Michael is from from Cuba. Oh, from Cuba, that's right. The answer that's to your right. second yeah. question, yeah. you know, who who would be somebody who's been with us, who's got an interesting story? Well, he has maybe the most interesting story I've ever heard in the game of baseball. You know, Michael was a young player on the Cuban national team, uh, and and now we're going back a good 15, 18 years ago, so when you know the relationship with Cuba wasn't as open as it is today. And uh, he, he um, decided that he wanted to play uh, in the United States. And so he and several other people got on a homemade raft <laughs> and uh, just set out um, from Cuba trying to make it to the Dominican Republic. And, and he got captured by um, the National uh, the Coast Guard, I guess it was, and, and sent back to Cuba, um, lost his status on the national team, and... His family suffered greatly by his attempt to uh, to escape, and undeterred, he actually um, got on another raft, and this time made it um, out and made it to the uh, Dominican Republic, and then um, made it all the way up uh, to AAA with the Toronto Blue Jays. Wow! Yeah, he he's an incredible person and, and a great story, and 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 ultimately, you know, he had his minor league career in affiliated ball. And and when he got released, and you know he he at the top of his his uh, pyramid um, played independent ball and at a very high level, very successful level. Well, Mike, just make sure you treat him well because we don't want him taking another raft leaving San Rafael. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you don't hear about a lot of people wanting to get on a raft to leave San Rafael. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that yeah. true. Now, if they're getting on any kind of boat, it's probably going to be a, a really nice sailboat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, Mike, can you stay with us uh, for one more segment? Absolutely. Okay, they're having a lot of fun here. Okay, here's our second trivia question here. Name three sports which can involve a net but not a ball. Interesting. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm just realizing that one of these answers is not – oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, this is correct. Okay, okay. yeah, it can involve a net but not a ball. A ball. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's fair. Okay. All right, the uh, first email with the correct answer wins a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. It's funny because I was looking at this and I was going, wait a minute, this involves a net? That involves a net? Oh, yeah, the question is it does involve a net. It can involve a net but not a ball. Okay. All right, and uh, – my email for those who want to answer the question is edward at sportsecon101.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
from small victories at work to big anniversaries at home, every day brings something to celebrate. Hornblower makes your moments extra special with great food, five-star service, and the Bay Area's most spectacular scenery. Cruises depart from San Francisco, Berkeley, and five other California cities. And only Hornblower offers affordable, family-friendly options that include brunch, dinner, dancing, and cocktails. For birthdays, milestones, celebrate with Hornblower. What will you celebrate? Book your cruise today at 1-888-HORNBLOWER or hornblower.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this, so call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Hey, sports fans, you love Wrestling Observer Live? Can't get enough of it? Well, now you can get it delivered directly to your computer every week, automatically, so you can listen when and where you want, as many times as you want, on your PC or on your iPod. Just go to sportsbyline.com and click on the Get Podcast button and have your weekly Dave Meltzer wrestling fix delivered free. Visit sportsbyline.com today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Name three sports which can involve a net but not a ball. Mm. Have not a clue. Maybe, I was going to say auto racing if there's a safety net. No. No. Hockey. Oh, of course. That right? Puck, right? Hockey. Badminton. Badminton, that's right. It's the uh, birdie. And the last one is fishing. Fishing. Oh, my <laughs> God. Net. Boy, how could we not get that? That's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Mike Shapiro <laughs> is joining us. Mike uh, is the... Owner and team president of the San Rafael Pacific's independent league team. But before he came back to the Bay Area uh, where he had worked before, Mike worked with the Washington Nationals, before that the Atlanta Braves, and before that he was the chief counsel. Uh, that means the, the top lawyer for the San Francisco Giants. And, Mike, you were, you were starting your career, you mentioned, in the early 80s with the Giants and graduated into that, into that position. 
What was that team like with Roger Craig and Jeffrey Leonard and Chili Davis and Will the Thrill Clark and Kevin Mitchell? Kind of a, a, a kind of a rousing group of, of characters, huh? Well, yeah, and, and I mean, I think when I first started, and you know, you and I were hanging out there together, Bruce. Um, it was a it was a pretty dreadful team um, until Al Rosen came in as as president and general manager and started changing the the culture um, and the environment around the, that team and. Um, you know, that was a team that, you know, you'll remember they'd lost 100 games one yeah. year, and, you know, it, 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 and they were playing at Candlestick Park, which could be pretty dreadful. Um, but when Al came in and started making some, some changes, um, the, whole, the whole atmosphere uh, became, became sort of more of a winning culture. And, um, and, and that meant a, a good, you know, drafting uh, uh, Will Clark. Was a big change bringing Matt Williams in as a as a young man, oh, also yeah. another draft choice. Um, making the, the the Kevin Mitchell Dave Dravecki trade uh, was huge, um, and bringing Roger Craig in. Um, the whole culture of, of the Giants changed as a result of that, and the Al Rosen uh, Roger Craig era was was one of, 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 of a great deal of success. And it was a lot of fun, too. I think one of the things that made it more enjoyable was you had such distinct personalities. You know, we talked about Will Clark, who was very shrill and very intense, and Jeffrey Leonard, who was kind of brooding. And, you know, he had that uh, sort of tough exterior and sort of the, the, the inner city toughness. And, you know, you put it all together, that's, that's what a ball club is all about, the diversity of, of personalities and cultures sort of meshing together to represent a city. And Kevin Mitchell, too. Oh, yeah. How can we forget Kevin Mitchell? Yeah, well, I mean, I think even from the big league level all the way down, I think general managers in partnership with their field managers are constantly striving to create um, a, a chemistry among their players and, and are, you know, tend to tinker a lot when, when they get guys into a clubhouse who may work or may not work, not only as, as what they do out on the field, but how they, you know, you hear it all the time about clubhouse chemistry. Well, that's not totally accidental. I mean, I, I think um, a lot of people, and I, I know I do it at this level that we're at, is, is really think long and hard about who's going who's gonna to be a positive contributor to the chemistry of that, of that team. You, you're pretty, you guys are pretty good about uh, not having too many you know, harsh egos on the team. And is it just because it's independent ball, or is it just the makeup of the players themselves? Well, well, I think there's a little bit of both there, Edward. I mean, yeah. first of all, anybody playing independent professional baseball by nature has to have a great deal of humility. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure. you, you've either, like I said before, your, your history is such that you've either been overlooked by the system or you got a look and for whatever reason you got rejected. And, and so you, when you're playing at this level... Uh, you know you're at the bottom rung. Well, you know, I know a cure from that for, for that is to pay him eight figures. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a cure for for something. Yeah. I, I don't know that it's a cure for uh, the stability of a league. That you know, <laughs> yeah. it'll it'll cure the humility part, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of of humble, you know, you you uh, really got to be a part of something that was, I, I imagine, very special when you moved to Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't strike me as a great sports town, and maybe it hasn't been a great baseball town. But boy, in the nineteen nineties, there there wasn't oh, yeah. any better team than the Atlanta Braves. What was it like working with Atlanta during the time when John Schultz and Bobby Cox were there, and you had you know so many great players, whether it was Chipper Jones or John Smoltz or Tom Glavin or Dave Justice? I mean, that was really a special group, wasn't it? 
Well, it, it, it was, um, but I, I will tell you the one name that you did not mention, and I have a great deal of respect and learned a great deal uh, from watching John Sherholtz at work every day as, as a brilliant general manager, but but there was one name you didn't mention, and that's Stan Kasten. Oh, yeah. Stan, who um, uh, I, I consider to be one of my mentors in, in learning the business of of, the, of this industry. Team president, um, correct, Mike? He was. Dan was. Yeah. Dan was team president, right. and at, at one time he was both the team president and general manager. Really. Um, of both the Atlanta Braves and the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, huh. Wow. Heard of? Yeah. Stan has has an incredible background and um, a brilliant man and someone I have a, a great deal of respect and affection for, and he taught me so much about about this business. And then, and then Stan and I, again, were joined together when we were working at the Nationals. Stan was president for the Nationals, and I was senior vice president, and we were able to rejoin with one another. And then there's one more name that's associated with that Atlanta organization, um, a, a name that, that virtually nobody has ever heard of, a, a guy named Bob Wolf. And, and Bob was the executive vice president. He was sort of the Corey Bush uh, who, who, who brought me into the Giants organization. Bob Wolf was also the executive vice president for the for the Braves, and then again, na- then with the Nationals, and then both Stan and and uh, Bob are running the Dodgers now. Um, and and the combination of Sherholtz um, on the on the baseball side, Stan sort of on overseeing everything and dealing with Ted Turner and dealing with the whole uh, Turner organization, and then Bob Wolf running day of, day of day to day operations was absolutely a magical combination. Now, Ted Turner was kind of a tempestuous character, you know, sort of larger than life, almost almost mythical. I mean, he, he changed a lot of things that, that happened in sports. Uh, was he kind of, was it an easy get, guy to get to know, or did, did you ha- get a chance to, to ever really uh, socialize and talk with him very much? Yeah, no, he was a very accessible guy, um, and, and, and for me to some degree, because I served as, as, as general counsel for the Braves as well, and so... Consequently, my office uh, was in CNN Center, not at, at, at either Atlanta Fulton County Stadium or at, later at Turner Field. Um, I was sort of closer to the corporate side of of, uh, of the Turner Sports Organization, and then became vice president of Turner Sports after that. And and so consequently, um, had many opportunities to work um, with Ted or for Ted, I should say, and and found him to be utterly. Uh, charming, interesting, fascinating, tempestuous, yes, <laughs> brilliant, all of those things. I, I, I was amazed at my, my opportunity to, to have that kind of access and connection to Ted Turner. So at, at, with legal, um, you know, the head legal department, uh, w- were you negotiating contracts or what was actually your position um, specifically being lead counsel? Uh, yeah, it, it, it was a wide variety of both baseball and uh, business-related um, in terms of operating and running a, a sports team. Um, so for, for the Giants, I, I started out as general counsel and then became vice president of general counsel, where I had control, uh, you know, I was given responsibility for all of the, the legal aspects of running a team, which could be could range from player contracts on the one side all the way down to sponsorship agreements, luxury suite contracts, and a lot of internal employment issues, uh, things like that. Um, and, and, and at um, 
at for the Braves, it, it was much the same. And then for the Nationals, I, I just oversaw the business operation. We should mention that Mike uh, Shapiro, our guest, is – I, I say this with all due respect to anybody who loves the game of baseball. He is truly a baseball lifer. Played the game as a kid, played it all the way into the college level, and realizing that you couldn't make a professional career out of being a player, did the next best thing. So you, you kind of left, uh, lived a dream life, so to speak, Mike. Uh, you followed your passion, and you stayed with it even during some of the tough times. Well, yeah, I, I have had that great opportunity to be a part of the game for the better part of the last 35 years having left college as a player and then did not get drafted. I, I suffer from two maladies. I'm both short and left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a short left-hander playing center field, by the way, for the yeah. Pacifics, don't you, Zach Pace? Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I've yeah. had the good fortune to have been with three major league teams. Um, I, I I saw both the, you know, the good side and the bad side of all that. You know, It sounds romantic and it sounds terrific, and, and, and parts of it were. But on, on sort of the downside of that cycle is also um, the fact that you don't get to spend a lot of time with your family. Yeah. And um, one of the reasons we left Washington and came back here and um, started the Pacifics and, and the Pacific Association as a league was, you know, um, I, my kids were growing up without me. And, and I didn't go to little league games or science fairs or, hmm. you know, um, and, and, and I wanted to be a part of my kids' lives. I mean, they... Yeah, they got to hang out in the clubhouse, and they, they got to be little celebrities in their own world because their dad was running the Nationals, and, and they became clubhouse kids and that sort of thing. But, you know, that's, 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 those are moments in time compared yeah. to the day-to-day raising of kids that I wanted to be a part of. And so that was the reason we came back here to Marin County, and the only thing I know how to do is run a baseball team. Um, so we decided to try to start our own baseball team bought into this independent team and I got to tell you guys I, I've never been happier in my life I, I, I enjoy huh. doing this far more than I enjoyed my career in Major League Baseball and it truly is a family business you mentioned yeah. your wife Jane is involved with the concessions your son worked uh, for a while I mean and you've been able to, to raise your family and keep them together during some challenging times which is not easy in this world of professional sports people romanticize it but it does require, as you mentioned, a lot of time away from the family. But you've been able to bring the family into the into the fold, so to speak, with this new enterprise. Well, that that was indeed the idea behind us doing this was that we wanted to do uh, have our own little family business, and we wanted to do something that we all did together. You know, the kids are growing up; they're going to be out of the, the house and probably, you know, not not wanting to talk to me much more. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so we wanted to have something that we did as a family and. You know, so Jane, who's a fabulous cook, my wife Jane, who was, you know, Bruce will remember, she was with the Giants. That's where we met. She was a security guard there, um, and then ultimately became the assistant to the stadium ops guy. Um, anyway, Jane is a fabulous cook, and she does all the cooking at our games. It runs the concession stand. My older son Harry, uh, who uh, who had been scouted by the White Sox. Um, Unlike me, he's six foot four and good looking, <laughs> and has a great uh, split finger fastball. Anyway, um, he decided that that baseball wasn't going to be for him. So now he's working at the new Perry's uh, restaurant, and and he he handles our bar here at the at the ballpark. And and my younger son Jackson, who's now a junior at Syracuse, is our our clubby, our clubhouse manager. So, uh, and and by the way, I should mention this will crack you up, Bruce. Uh, so we've had a couple injuries in our pitching staff, and we were talking about how hard it is to find players at this time of year. Um, we, we had my son Harry out throwing a bullpen, and 
you know, he was rushing it up there at 87, 88. Oh, there you go. Pretty darn close to signing him because yeah. we needed an emergency arm. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and by the way, if being left-handed is only bad if you're a catcher or a shortstop. Uh, well, if you're short and left-handed, yeah. <laughs> pretty limited. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mike Shapiro. Yeah, thank you Mike, so much Mike's for great uh, always jo- joining us. Catching up with you and uh, wish you best of success, continued success with the Santa Fe Pacifics. Uh, well, thank you guys. It's a pleasure. I love doing this and and uh, look forward to doing it again with you. Very Definitely. good. Thanks again. Yeah. All right. Good guy. Good guy. He's a really good guy. He's a baseball lifer. Yeah. I appreciate it, you know yeah. his attitude about his family too, because yeah. that stuff you, you can never get those years no, back. No, you can't. All right. So here's our last trivia question: For how many consecutive years in the 2000s did baseball superstar Barry Bonds win the National League MVP award? How many times? How many consecutive years? Oh, okay, good. All right, good. in the 2000s, all right? Uh, that's their question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com, the answer. And don't touch that dial because we're going to come back with that answer and I'm some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. 
You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third final trivia question. For how many consecutive years in the 2000s did baseball superstar Barry Bonds win the national MVP? I think he won it five times in a row. Close. Three times? No. Four. Yes. Four times in a row. It's still pretty amazing. I think, he I, won, I think he won six or seven with the Giants. Uh, yeah, I don't like remember that. how many he went in total, but yeah. four, four in a row. I mean, isn't uh, it? It's un- unbelievable. Well, you know, from the time about 2000 until about 2004, he was just, you know, in a different world. And in 2001 to 2004 is when he won it. And, and, and you'd see him maybe get one good pitch to hit every yeah, other day. Every other that's day. the important thing. A lot of yeah. people don't realize no, that. no. And what was it? 2002, that's when he set the record, right? Yeah, well, no, 2001, he set the record. 2002, he had 370. 370. No, I mean, for home runs. For a home run. Uh, for, for, 70... for in a season, that was 2001. 2001. Interestingly enough, the Giants didn't win it in 2001. They they were eliminated from the divisional race, but they won the pennant the next year in 2002. Now, please, don't remind me of that. I still uh, Oh, you're talking about upset. the World Series. Yes. Yeah, with the <laughs> Angels. That was a tough one. I'm very upset about that. Well, they were. They had never won before, and you know they were on the verge of winning. They let it get away. They let it get away. Yeah. All right. So that with that, we're going to go to our thoughts of the day. LL Cool J said, I try to do things, or excuse me, I try to do the right things with money. Save a dollar here and there. Clip some coupons. Buy 10 gold chains instead of 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like got to show a little, little restraint. A little restraint, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. Four summer homes instead of eight. Sure. Right? Sounds okay. good. And he also said, a man can make money. But money can't make a man. Oh, that's very true. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I, like I like that, that. one. That's good. Okay, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. We're also going to be giving away more free vacations for answering sports trivia questions. And hopefully we'll have uh, who Brian Murphy on? Brian Murphy from KNBR, a longtime sports writer also from the Bay Area. Very good. Yeah. Okay, that'll be fun. And we definitely enjoyed having uh, Mike Shapiro. Mike Shapiro was with uh, us. Owner and president of... The baseball, San Rafael Pacifics. I wonder what it's like starting a league. I mean, that's a huge undertaking. It's it one is, thing to come in huge. afterward, but it's not to, easy. to start well, something Give them like credit. That. Five years running now. You know, Pretty they awesome. Kept, they kept their, head above, kept their heads above water. Good guy. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. See you tonight. See you later, I should so, say. <laughs> good night, America. Good night, America. So long. <laughs>